and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music writer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. You are all catching me on a new Invisalign tray day. Uh-oh. It's going to so be slippery. Li- it's a little lispy. It's going to be slippery. <laughs> slippery one. <laughs> so maybe this is like pleasing ASMR for people. <laughs> Side note, though, mm. before we talk about what yes. we're actually going to talk about, yes. Rose Cousins released a new song called The Benefits of Being Alone. And in the music video, one of the scenes, she like slides in her Invisaligns and it made me <laughs> think of it. She's like, thumbs up. And it made me think of you. But anyway, continue. I feel like Billie Eilish also had a, like popped out her Invisalign before like singing in one of her videos. I don't know. Invisalign culture. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about Invisalign on no, the show. No, no, we're not. Uh, we are going to talk about the City Hall Christmas tree <laughs> and lack there. <laughs> oh, man. If you're a Winnipegger, you've been maybe following that story. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, media coverage of the liquor store thefts. That's also another hyper, hyper local story. Yeah. And, and then also this article that has been making the rounds about um, Microsoft in Japan implementing in implementing a four-day workweek trial over the summer and how successful it was and why we should all implement a four-day workweek. First, though, how was your week? It's been a busy week. Um, my husband and I are looking for a new place to live. Exciting. So we went to go see a bunch of houses and apartments to rent last weekend, which is exhausting. Yeah. Why chill after getting married? Ugh, why not? Let's not even go <laughs> down that road. I'm trying to just accept it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> just accept that I'm going to be tired yep. until I die. That's, <laughs> That's being, just being an adult, I, I think. I think so. Um, but we're hopefully moving in somewhere in a couple weeks, so that's exciting. Um you and I both went to the new Leopolds on Academy this we week, did. too. We did. Because we both, as everyone knows, <laughs> we both live in River Heights. Yes. And we've been uh, living without a neighborhood watering hole for quite some time mm-hmm. now. And like there's restaurants, but that's not the same You got to, like, order food for yeah. sure. You can't just, like, go grab a drink. Exactly. Um, so Leopolds opened its second location in Winnipeg, right on Academy Road, where Inferno's used to be. And we went and checked it out, and it was really cool. It was really cool. It was good. It was uh, exactly what that little stretch needs yeah. and if, for a wednesday night it was it was hopping and i yeah. drove by last night i had to review fleetwood mac and it was 11 11 on a thursday and there were lots of people in there yeah so i think it'll be i think it'll be good. i'm hoping that they can break the curse of that location i hope so because that is one of the i would say five most cursed locations in this city yeah there are a few there's two in the village yeah so. There's that, like, where Basil's was. Yeah. And um, where... Well, it was Jekyll and Hyde's, and now right. it's, like, a bunch of different things, which I think is way more successful. I was going to call it the free house, which is showing my age. But well, yeah. and the academy, even yeah. before that. But that space was just too huge, and that's why it always failed. And yeah. now there's a bunch... Like, they've broken it down into several different um, retail establishments, with a, which I think is a much better And wait, idea. didn't... When it was called the Academy, wasn't yeah. it because it moved out of the... The cursed Infer- space on Infernos, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's, like, doubly cursed. Maybe we should do a deep dive into the cursed spaces of Winnipeg and how I would they're love related. That. I would love that. Okay. Look, Mental note for Look later. for that in spring 2020. <laughs> <laughs> when we have time to do it. Um, how was your week? Uh, week was good. Um, it's kind of, I'm trying to think about what I did. Not really much of anything, which is okay. I did enough for both of us. It's exactly. fine. Because I was at Fleetwood last night too. Yeah. It was a, 
I'm coming off a stretch of weeks where it was a lot. So Mm -hmm. it kind of feels good to just like calm down a little bit. So I have nothing new to report. I'm wearing a new orange lipstick today. I'm trying out orange as a lip color. I feel like I can pull it off. Lisa Dahl, our colleague, said I looked extremely beautiful today. So. Well, that's a very so nice like, thing to say. I know. Yeah. She's like, my God. I was like, that's a good reaction. That's what I want. And I've popped out the Invisalign. So now we're just, we're, we're firing on all cylinders. Christmas is canceled in Winnipeg, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Because of the ridiculous winter storm that blew through the city or the province i guess yeah um the weekend of october 11th Mm -hmm. what a weekend yeah Yeah. what a weekend um there's so much tree damage and tree cleanup that the city of winnipeg announced this week that we do not have the time or the funds to procure a very large christmas tree the usual tree that goes up in front of city hall for the holiday season so typically what has happened i think since katie may did a good story on this um i think since 1964 there has been a donated spruce tree Mm -hmm. in front of city hall in winnipeg and basically a resident there's a lot of rules around the city hall spruce tree so Mm -hmm. it has to be from a resident's yard so it has to be a private tree not a city-owned tree Okay. So it has to be donated. It has to be symmetrical. It can't have brown needles and it has to be a certain height. Eye rolls forever. So I think part of their time crunch is less about the setting up of the tree and more about the procurement of the tree. Right. People are going wild about this. Oh, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not going wild about it, but I do think it's just, as I was saying to one of our colleagues... It's just a morale booster, you know? Like, it's just to not have it there just makes it feel very blah. It does. You know, you know I was laughing at the commenter who said that the mayor had canceled Christmas. <laughs> but, you know, it does kind of feel like it, it does feel austere, you know? Like, it does feel like, well, there's a war on, you know? Like, it's like, it's very Where much. Where are my like rations? That, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yesterday, I tweeted what I think is my greatest idea. And my greatest idea is to find, because I don't know if it's still being put up every year, the Route 90 humbug sign and hang that on City Hall because that's hilarious. So for those who don't live in Winnipeg, there's a major roadway um, that has an apartment complex on it. And on the top floor in the corner, there's a string of lights on the balcony that say Bah Humbug. And they've been up there. I'm... I know there's been stories written about this, but I'm not sure how many years. I want to say like decades since yeah. I was a kid. It, oh, yeah. I remember it. Red capital letter. I think it just says humbug, actually. Oh, I really? I thought it said bah humbug. I don't know. Maybe it just says humbug. I don't know. But, but um, it's red. It's, it's an, all caps. It's a city icon. It goes up sometime in November, usually. Yeah. I don't know if the man who started that and lives in that apartment is still alive. Because I, I don't like think so. The last time we did a story on it, he was elderly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, transfer it on over. Yeah, it's again, it's kind of like the spruce tree. It has to be donated. And it sums up the feel, sentiment of the holiday season exactly. from City Hall's perspective. It's so good. It really is a good you idea. You should look into that. I, I think they Send should find Bowman a Send Bowman a tweet about it. Yeah, He's here. very active on the Twitter. This is a good idea. Do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Christmas is not canceled. I don't it's know just what, kind of a bummer. I don't know what they're going to put outside of the city hall. My suggestion but I think that idea was great. for everybody <laughs> to go get one of those little tiny trees yeah. and donate it. And then you could have a whole field of little tiny Christmas trees in front of city hall. See, that's cute too. Right. I mean, they would get stolen immediately. For sure. But, but for the cute. day that they go out, it would be great. <laughs> if you're an optimist, maybe this is a chance to do something 
new at City Hall. That Such as? That doesn't involve the sacrifice of a tree. I don't know. But something new. Also, we have a lot of, like, we do get very attached to, like, because it's Winnipeg. Very attached. Like, if they ever changed the lights on Portage at Christmas time, people would Well, they like, did. Remember, they used to have the ones that went across. Yes. And then they changed them to those stupid little Santas that are, like, throwing presents in the air. <laughs> and everyone lost it. But the one on the lights are the same. Like, they're LED now, but those are... Like the snowflakes and oh, the yeah. angels and yeah. like those ones. But they used to have the ones that went right across the whole street from side to side. Yes. When I, when we were really young. Yes. And uh, when they removed those not energy efficient strings, people yeah. got very upset about it. Yeah. People get attached to things. <laughs> yeah. So it's tradition. Yeah. It's like the Great West Life wise men. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that they're every... Maybe they should move the white... Oh, no, they can't really because that's a little religious for City Hall, but... But if they had every kind of... Winnipeg Christmas icons, a humbug. They should the just yeah, put everything on the city halls lawn. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, love it. That's a great idea, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Listen, bury the lead for mayor. <laughs> 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 or not. What else were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read this article about um, a four day work week that was implemented in Japan. Pretty confident was at Microsoft. Yes. And think, they yeah, right. uh, they did it for the summer of 2019. And they found that employees were happier. Productivity increased. They were still getting paid for a five-day mm-hmm. work week. Um, but a lot of the results of removing a day of work were very positive. Yeah. And also, like, things I hadn't thought about because I also read this article and mm-hmm. like savings on electricity yeah. and all that stuff. Well, because, like toilet paper, yeah. water, electricity, everything. It just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And we were talking about this. I don't know. if Was it even last week? I don't even remember. But it just that, that the sort of five day nine to five in the office work week doesn't make sense anymore. I think it served its purpose. I think there needs to be a real look at it um because you're right and also the idea it's it's the same thing how north americans are like here are the five things you're allowed to eat for breakfast no other food can be consumed at breakfast time it's so regimented here are the things it's the same thing with the days of the week Mm -hmm. like saturday and sunday are only the weekend because we decided a million years ago that they're the weekend but and they, it's only it the weekend doesn't have to be if you don't work shift work exactly i spent the first five years of my career working weekends every weekend so yeah. it's not a weekend it's just another day so i just i think there has to be a way and I, I think it's what stuck out to me about this article was the fact that it was microsoft in japan which japan it has an overwork culture and china too yeah big time so the fact that they were able to implement it saw success with it and are now considering it Mm -hmm. i just i just feel like it's it's management 101 that happy employees do better work yeah do more work and are more loyal are more loyal like that is that is just such a basic concept that I, I don't know where that got lost along the way. <laughs> and I just, I've always, and this is kind of a less popular opinion, which I, I do think there should be one day a week where everything is closed. And I know some people are like, I should be able to like buy things when I want, when I want. I think everyone deserves a day of rest, to be honest. Like, I mean, in our industry, that's impossible yeah. because news never sleeps. <laughs> but and in, in and a in, lot of other industries, yeah. you definitely could. Well, and then you just like stagger your staff, right? So yeah. for some people, the weekend is this. For the other people, the weekend is that. But if there was, if there could be somehow a day where everyone could just have off together. 
What about Monday? Monday stays. Yeah, like that's everything. Just stay home on Monday. Like Monday, the new Sunday. That's, yeah, that's what it should be. Or the additional Sunday. <laughs> the adi- Sunday too. Sunday take two. I love that. The reckoning. We're gonna deep dive into something a little more controversial <laughs> than the Christmas tree. Yes, <laughs> but uh, it's it's no less a winnipeg story right now absolutely so for the past few months there's been um kind of a renewed focus on liquor store thefts Mm -hmm. so in manitoba if you're not from this province um our liquor you can't buy booze in a grocery store like it's at um a special store yeah specialized liquor store run by the province which people are robbing constantly (laughs) apparently Just, just constantly because um and I don't know if this is this part is a little bit of the media's creation, but when we first started reporting on this, and by we I mean all media, all media, yes, um, the story really was on. Oh my God, it's so easy to rob a liquor store. Like right. you can fill up your backpack and walk out, and nothing really will happen to you. No, um, because obviously it's unsafe unsafe for staff to well, yeah there's company policies intervene. about it. yeah policy so it's kind of about the policy and kind of why this is happening mm-hmm. um in fact uh when one of our reporters was initially reporting on this and was at the liquor store a robbery happened while he was there <laughs> uh so i mean it's not funny but it's funny in the fact that it's like oh my god this is so ubiquitous that probably you've seen it happen yeah so anyway been a lot of coverage about that possible solutions um it's kind of taken on a new life on social media in that people are recording the thefts when they see them and Mm -hmm. are kind of shaming people in quite racist facebook posts totally yeah um and then the third wrinkle is the vigilante justice that Mm -hmm. is happening so people taking it upon themselves to tackle people who are stealing booze and Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a mess and it's a mess that obviously we have to report on. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that leads us to what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, which is an article that was being shared. Quite widely. Yeah. At least in my own Cir- circles. circles. Yeah. Um, from Canadian Dimension, written by a, a local Winnipeg writer. Um, the headline is Winnipeg's media are stoking a racist frenzy, frenzy with coverage of alleged liquor th- store thefts. Well, first of all, they're not alleged. They're happening. They're on video. <laughs> yeah. They've, people have been arrested. We can nix that part already. And then the lead is Winnipeg's media outlets are salivating at the chance to create a moral panic over alleged liquor store thefts. Nearly nonstop headlines regale readers of seemingly horrific stories of brutal crimes. And then there's a couple examples and then it goes on. I don't think anything we've written has been about a brutal crime. I also <laughs> reject the idea that anyone's made it sound like a brutal crime just because you're reading about something a lot which there has been Mm -hmm. and again i don't know that it's been nearly nonstop headline there's just a lot of hyperbole here yeah um and i mean it's an opinion piece so i think so it's from what i could tell um so fine but i think when you're talking when the main thesis of your argument is about how media is stoking a frenzy and then you use similarly hyperbolic language to argue the opposite yeah Mm. setting aside the article i want to talk more about just thinking about things that you're reading and then also remembering that it's being produced by people like humans (laughs) yeah that's that's i mean the blanket statement of of all media being racist 
I have issues with that on like several different levels. I mean, I can understand sort of the base argument. Everyone is trying to do their best, but mistakes are always made and, mm-hmm. and we're not perfect, but we are just like people who wake up every day and just try to do our jobs the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, even like in in concert reviewing, people, they forget that you're a human being and yeah. they respond to your stories and respond to your work in a way that you would never respond to someone face to face. I also think that's all correct. And I also think <laughs> that um, it's also very easy to discount, especially so if you sat down to write an article like this. Um, I'm an opinion writer, so I get it. You see examples and it's like, oh man, this seems like how it is. You have to be really mindful of the fact that people may be talking about the very same issues you are. You just haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. like, for example, we've had plenty of columns and editorials that have tried to add context to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems when you have liquor stores being robbed frequently mm-hmm. and you have, and see, I'm trying to use non hyperbole. I was going to say all the time, but like, I can't say that. Yeah, often. Uh, often. And you have, you know, a year that looks to break a homicide record. Yeah, your perception is going to be like, what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. It's really important to add context to that. So that I agree with the article, but I don't agree that we're not doing that because we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a Tom Broadback column not that long ago talking about how, yeah, there's been a lot of murders in a short amount of time, but actually violent crime is trending down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinking about the fact that our population is larger, we are going to see more things like thefts and whatnot mm-hmm. because there's just more people. Mm-hmm. Um articles too that talk about okay how do we actually address the root causes of these things which yes. is poverty and systemic racism and, and low you know, minimum wage yeah yeah there are people covering all those angles yes whether you're reading them yeah. and seeing them and willing to pay for that is another story exactly that so, was my comment when yeah. i waded into the facebook argument yeah is that there's a paragraph at the end of this article saying like, you should be spending your time covering X, Y, Z. And my response is, well, we are covering X, Y, Z, but you have to pay to read it because it's a subscription. Yeah. So if that's not something you're willing to do, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But, but it doesn't but mean don't, It doesn't mean that it's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to add, just sort of in closing, mm. um, is just being really, I mean, we all talk about media literacy mm-hmm. um, and sort of thinking about, Okay, is what I'm reading true? What are the facts that are supporting it? All you know, it can be really tricky to do that with when you start getting into opinion pieces, especially ones that seem kind of reported but maybe aren't. And you know, just being really thoughtful about okay, what is you know, what are some of the words being used and the language being used, mm-hmm. and is this what's actually happening and where else can I read? Like, right. And what am I responding to yeah. in terms of tone, in terms of content? Maybe it's a headline, maybe it's a photo. Like what about this piece is something that I'm responding to? Mm-hmm. I think when you encounter phrases such as Winnipeg's media are salivating at the chance to blah, blah, blah. A, we're not a monolith. We don't. I think you right. said even earlier in the segment we we don't know how people come to their editorial decisions in other newsrooms. Like we cannot speak to that. No. But I doubt there's little salivating going on. I don't think anybody wakes up thinking, "Hmm, how can I force my 
agenda. Like, oh, great. Date. Another yeah. homicide for me to write about. We would definitely prefer to never write about murder or, or theft or, or any other assault. horrible thing. That yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. But we live in a city and we're the daily newspaper for that city. So unfortunately, that means we're going to be writing about some grim stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think just the point that I'm trying to arrive at is just to read a lot and vary your coverage, even locally. Like if you can kind of consume media from a whole bunch of different sources, Mm -hmm. um, you may find that some of the questions that you might be left with from someone else might be answered by a different journalist or a different story. And also read outside the section too. So there's often a news story, but then there's often supplementary analysis and columns Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. editorials that can kind of um, add further context Mm -hmm. and also follow-up stories too i mean a handful doesn't really give you the whole the whole Mm -hmm. thing right and if you do end up with questions or critiques or comments share them with us absolutely we are not immune or against criticism we just would love it to come from a thoughtful place and not sort of like a sporadic rage place we're going to talk about people that we work with that are doing great things yeah. that you should read news signal boost <laughs> um yeah we haven't done a signal boost in, in a few weeks so yeah. we thought we would do one today yeah i'm we're both signal boosting people people rather than specific stories mm-hmm. so i picked eva wozni who is a relatively recent addition to our arts and life department mm-hmm. uh, she came up from the canstar paper um and she's doing such an amazing job like she just jumped right in both feet sort of taking on stories and last like few weeks especially she's done a lot of really neat ones the one i really liked was a feature that she did on the new um wso app that you can that gives you information about the the music that you're listening to as you're listening to it and there's someone who like manually changes the slides over well and talk about another thing where you make a snap judgment and then you learn more about it from a story and you're like oh actually I'm more into this yeah no it seems super super cool and she did a great job with that and then next week I know she's doing a story about um a panel discussion with the opera about sexual assault because that is a theme in one of the operas that they are performing and I didn't know but they do these panel discussions based on the themes in the operas often and so they're doing one next week and she's writing about that as well awesome yeah um, I'm going to signal boost Maggie McIntosh, who's another uh, newer face to our newsroom. Uh, she was an intern for us previously. We've hired her on as a general assignment reporter. Um, she, it's funny because, and this is like the one time I agreed with a commenter, and it was <laughs> R.E. Maggie McIntosh, and it says in her bio that she's a cub reporter because she's she's young. And uh, the commenter was like, I think you should remove cub from your bio because everything I read of yours is well-structured and well thought out. And I, was like, I was like, yeah, that's true. So the, <laughs> the, the one recently that I really appreciated was um, the, talk about Winnipeg getting attached to things uh, about area codes. And oh, that made me laugh so we're, hard. We're, we're low on the 204s. In fact, I don't think you can get a 204. Apparently not. Anymore. And uh, we're even rocking through the... Four three ones, but yeah, obviously people have feelings about their area code. So it was uh, not only just it was a really good example of reporting the news, but also adding that element of yeah that you can buy two hundred four clothing, and a lot of people have branded their businesses with the area code in them. So uh, yeah, I think she's also doing killer work. So you can find 
everything that all of us are working on at <laughs> winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaretti on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rabble on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week. Thank you.